And welcome back in. This is Fast fast Break. Let me get it out there. Uh, with Asa Hutchinson, I'm Jay Burr, uh, hosting this thing here. Boss, uh, how you doing? Well, Jay, I'm doing fine. Uh, this is our last podcast it is. as governor. Uh, I've finished eight years, and uh, people ask me, well, what's it like finishing uh, two four-year terms? And the first response is, uh, I'm just like everybody else has lived somebody for eight years. You've got to move. And so over uh, actually Christmas and <laughs> New Year's, every spare minute, I've been packing. And so uh, the first lady and I, we're preparing to move out of the mansion. And uh, we got movers, in fact, in there today. Ooh. So when I leave here, I'll go back. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, that's uh, bittersweet, of course. Yeah. And but I say that somewhat jokingly because, you know, a governor is like anybody else. you got to move. Uh, but <laughs> we've had a wonderful time. It's been such an honor to uh, represent the people of Arkansas as right. governor uh, for eight years. I think we've accomplished a lot. Uh, we've tried to do our best every step of the way. Sure. And uh, been transparent with people. Uh, we've. We've accomplished a lot, so very grateful for the last eight years. I guess the the one good thing you don't have to deal with, you don't have to deal with selling the mansion. You just kind of pass it off. Well, you know, there's always a silver lining. That's true. <laughs> no, we're temporary residents. Yeah, yeah. We've been in government housing for eight years now. And uh, now we'll go back to our, our residence in Rogers. Okay. Uh, I never sold it, uh, and so we still have that. We'll be moving uh, back there. I'll have to set up an office uh, there in Rogers. Uh, you know, uh, I every every day I get up and go to work, and I'm not going to stop that. And uh, the future is going to be very exciting. Uh, I'll have uh, an office there, but I'll also uh, be doing a lot of not campaigning yet because I haven't announced any candidacy, but I'll be advocating for mm-hmm. ideas that oh, I think are go. important for our country uh, in the uh, coming uh, weeks and months and uh, looking forward to the opportunities that presents. And I guess, too, one of the, the big questions, and I know it's one of the ones that, that some of us have had uh, in the office as well, is, man, over over eight years, and this probably goes true to just really anybody who, who lives in a house, but, you, man, you just accumulate just a lot of stuff. And you had a lot of stuff on the walls. I mean, some of them are like mementos, countless awards, things like that. And I guess we're all curious as to what the heck are we going to do with all this stuff? Well, it's going in uh, to archives at the University of Arkansas, uh, many of the historical papers as governor. And then, of course, there's uh, a lot of awards and memorabilia that I have that uh, we're going to keep, whether it's my office or in storage. Uh, Those are precious items that uh, have uh, we have accumulated over the last eight yeah. years. That's part of the history, uh, but it's a lot of a lot of things, as you mentioned. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Um, so, uh, how settled are you in up there in Northwest right now, or is it still kind of a little bit of a problem? I mean, obviously, you got to kind of get all your belongings out of the mansion and things, but but are you kind of semi settled in up there in Northwest, or is that just all part of the process here? <laughs> well, we've got a full house. I mean, oh, we we have our original furniture there. So, oh, wow. so we've been going back and forth to Rogers over the last eight years on weekends and uh, and, and enjoying that as our getaway home. Sure. And so now we've got a, 
a whole bunch of other things to move into an already full house. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're settled in, uh, and then we'll be unsettled when everything oh, man. comes. Uh, but, you know, what's unsettled is, uh, you know, the, the new office that I'll be creating up there in Rogers. Right. And I'll be doing some work, but again, also uh, engaged in the national uh, debate and where we go. So we've kind of gotten a little preview looking ahead. Let's look back here for just a minute, because, I mean, over eight years, you've dealt with a lot. You've accomplished a lot, uh, whether it be, you know, tax cuts being where they are at right now, uh transformation of government, I think, is one of the big things. And I know we've talked about a little bit here on, on some of that. Obviously, you know, a pandemic uh, we've, we've had to deal with as, as well. Um, you know, you almost kind of forget like the first term to a certain degree just because of all of the stuff that was really accomplished in, the, in that second term. But I, I guess what are some of the things looking back, you know, four to eight years ago that, that you remember? Well, of course, I ran for a governor uh, saying I was going to be the jobs governor and uh, create jobs. We had a uh, 5.6%, something like that, uh, yeah. unemployment rate. Uh, and so I engaged in that from the very first day, calling the CEO of Sig Sauer, Ron Cohen, saying, hey, why don't you do business in Arkansas? And as a result of that, a year later in my first term, my first, really my one-year anniversary, uh, Six Hour announced that they're moving uh, to Arkansas, an ammunition facility, uh, started out employing over 100, and it's grown since then, yeah. continues to grow. And and so the first term, uh, all through, actually, both of my terms, oh, we've yeah. engaged in the economic development side. But my priority, my first term, too, was uh, computer science. So I ran for governor in 2014 saying that we're going to put computer coding in every high school. We're going to create jobs, uh, cut taxes, and uh, make government more efficient. So that's what we did during the first term. And you look at the computer science initiative, uh, we passed a law that said we're going to have it in every school, but it didn't require the students to take it. And so I went to over 80 high schools uh, having assemblies marketing computer science yeah. and saying this is important for your future in our state. And as a result of that, we've grown dramatically. We've led the nation in computer science education. And so that was a large part of the first term. And of course, you've had to deal with the crisis of the moment that comes up. And a big part of uh, my first term was really dealing with my Restore Hope initiative, yeah. uh, which uh, I planned on doing this. That was to address uh, those that are looking for a second chance in life, mm -hmm. coming out of prison, uh, paying their price to society, and wanting to get a job. And I want to be able to help them to get a job and to get back into life and to take care of their family. And so we had the Restore Hope initiative that helped in those reentry programs. And as part of that, uh, we also concentrated on child welfare and adoption services, and our foster children that we have a great responsibility for. And, of course, they're looking for a first opportunity in life. Right. So we called it Restore Hope, and we were not going to be successful as a government unless we had the faith-based community, the private sector, involved in both those initiatives. And they stepped up to the plate, and uh, it's been a very successful effort in building more support for both of those efforts of our reentry programs, but also for our foster care program. And and for you, just, I mean, how satisfying has it been to, to have some of these bigger things, you know, whether it come to Restore Hope or or computer sciences? It, I mean, that, that was a long game for, for both of those 
uh, ambitions and and to kind of see now that those are fully implemented they they've worked to a, a degree um you know how satisfying is that for you to be able to kind of be patient let sort of the process play out with, with those things and now we're kind of where we're at now with both of those things well it's very satisfying because it's Part of leadership is having your own initiative and saying, this is where we need to go as a state. The other part of leadership is dealing with the crisis of the moment. It's problem solving. And here, you know, my uh, children, youth services came to me and said, uh, we've got a problem, foster care. And the illustration was that you had a child that uh, had to go into foster care in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. They called around trying to get somebody to take this child. The closest they could get was somebody in Crossit. Wow. And so you think about that, that uh, if, you're the, if you're the natural parents and you want to go see your child, yeah. you're going to have to be going on the weekends down to Crossit. Uh, and the child welfare officers have got to go back and forth. Uh, you're looking at a traumatic experience that's more difficult for the child because they're having to adjust to a new school, a new environment. Right. And so that was unacceptable. And so we brought in uh, and did a, a study, first of all, and we had some good partners in this that looked at what do we need to do different and do better. Right. And we've made those recommendations. We've put money into it, and we've had the Restore Hope initiative. And the result is that the number of our foster parents have increased. Uh, those, uh, the, the foster children are getting placed uh, in uh, closer to home mm -hmm. and sometimes with uh, somebody who's a relative versus somebody who's uh, outside of the family. And all that all depends upon the circumstances. But I look at the foster care as one of the main priorities of a state. And uh, we, it's, it's something that Every administration is going to face the number of children coming to foster care is not going to stop. Right. Uh, and so you've got to deal with it every year. And we we made progress on that. I'm very proud of that. Uh, obviously, one of the big things in your term, um, COVID, um, you know, one of these just unprecedented things that that came about, uh, I guess, sort of being on on the other side of this thing. I think we've gotten to a point in 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 the world where We've accepted it. We know how to deal with COVID a whole lot more now. Um, but sort of going back uh, to some of those things, uh, especially in those early days, I mean, what was the thought process like? I mean, you said, uh, you know, handling crises of the moment. Uh, well, nothing bigger than that. And, and and being able to to balance those things out, whether when it comes to being able to live, but also, you know, dealing with uh, the virus. We just really didn't understand at the time. Well, Jay, you uh, nailed it whenever you said that uh, it's different now. I mean, we know how to handle it now, yeah. and uh, we've got better therapeutics. We got better care. We have more knowledge of the virus itself, and it is mutated that some would argue is not as deadly as it was early on. Right. Uh, and so uh, we're in a different situation now, and we manage it differently. But at that time, we didn't have the medicine. Uh, we didn't have a vaccine. Uh, we didn't uh, have a knowledge of it. You remember whenever we thought that it was it was uh, transmitted uh, by being on a flat surface. Oh yeah. And so people were bringing their groceries in 
from the grocery store and scrubbing them down before they would use them, yeah. trying to get the virus off of it. So there's so much that we didn't know. And, and so you had to make judgments then. And I'll never forget the first day that we had to declare an emergency and we yeah. had the uh, first cases here that came from Mardi Gras, by the way. Sure did, yeah. <laughs> uh, into Arkansas. And just like uh, everything else, they, it went uh, very quickly. But two decisions, I think, were very important during that time. And that was uh, uh, in the fall of 2020. We said we're going to have in-classroom instruction in our schools. Yeah. We're not going to shut down our schools. We had the experience of going virtual. It was setting our students back. I said, we have got to be in the classroom with teachers uh, in this fall of 2020. Yeah. And, of course, enormous pressure uh, nationally uh, as well as uh, here in Arkansas to shut down our schools and, and not have in-classroom instruction. Yeah. Our cases went up. Uh, early on, and we stuck with that. And the result is that uh, today everybody says closing down our schools was probably not the direction to go. You had more cases of of child uh, neglect. Mm -hmm. You had uh, children that suffered. You had loss of learning. Uh, you had uh, uh, mental scars uh, yeah. because of the lack of socialization in some cases, and every child handled it differently. But I'm glad we kept our schools open. And the second big decision was our businesses. And, yeah. you know, we had restrictions just like everywhere else, uh, you know, in terms of of uh, gyms and uh, our, our restaurants. They uh -huh. had to, you know, do, uh, you know, service window type uh, service, pickup service. But they had to switch. And as soon as we could, we wanted to get those back open. But then also the pressure was to say, you're an essential business. You stay open. You're a non-essential business. You got to close down. I said we're not going to do that. Yeah. Every business is essential, Bingo. and so uh, places like Dillard's, they kept going. They were never shut down. Mm -hmm. And other states uh, had shelter-in-place rules. They had essential businesses shut down. We didn't do that here in Arkansas, and the result is that uh, more families uh, were able to provide a better. Uh, for their children, uh, you had ability to come out of the uh, downturn quicker, yeah. uh, out of the pandemic, from and grow back from an economic standpoint. Were, were there any time periods in there where it, it was hard to stick to your guns on it? I mean, obviously, you mentioned you know you're getting all this outside pressure, and even within the state, I mean, there were some people that obviously disagreed, and and I think you'd even mentioned in in some of the press conferences that. You know, we're we're going to do what we feel is best because we're not going to make everybody happy, regardless of what we do. So, well, the the evening news uh, would be the map of the United States with all the states colored in blue or whatever uh, that uh, were shelter in place, right? And then you had the other states that had not given that executive order, and it was down to I believe five. Oh man! And so every night. We're sticking out as not following the national trend. And so those five state, I believe it was five uh, states governors, we started having calls. And uh, and I think it might have started out with maybe uh, eight or nine states. And then I'll never forget one call that another governor said, I had to cave this week. <laughs> and, and so it was hard. Yeah. It was hard to stick with that. And we did, though, here in Arkansas, and I think it paid off, and I look back, and I think that was the right decision. Um, 
you know, let, let's talk about kind of the legislature, uh, your time working with them. Obviously, it's two different branches. 90% of the time, at 95% of the time, you guys get along pretty well. Uh, but but are there any just, you know, true battles that you had to kind of get into with them? And not necessarily like things got ugly, but, you know, just from a, a political standpoint where it's like, you know, I think this, they think this, we got to figure it out. So it's interesting, uh, uh, as I was packing and going through some memorabilia this weekend, I came across an article by uh, a uh, uh, news commentator after the first session. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would have been in 2015. And, uh, of course, we passed tax cuts. We did uh, the computer science. And we had some you know, challenges then, too. But the, the uh, commentary was Asa led the legislature like an orchestra. And so you think about that. We were in harmony. We yeah. got a lot done. And, uh, and of course, that's the honeymoon. And, well, you know, sure. that's nice. You know, it, it, whenever you start out, you, you all are in sync. And, you know, as time went on, of course, you know, uh, there were some friction points that developed. But that's natural under our separation of powers. Right. And whenever you look at the relationship, the executive branch with the legislature, uh, the founding fathers designed some friction points there. We're keeping an eye on each other. Uh, we should have some conflict. And we've had that. Uh, you know, you, legislative branch asserts uh, the oversight. You know, uh, executive branch uh, wants to make sure we can execute on our mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we worked through that every step of the way. And the result was even the second term and even the last year, we were doing incredible things from tax cuts to transformation of state government. We were getting it done, and that's a compliment to the legislative leadership that worked with me mm-hmm. uh, the, and our ability to work with them and, and work through some of those challenges. So uh, all in all, uh, I think you look back on our eight years, and uh, our work with the legislature was very successful, uh, and uh, it's going to pay big dividends for Arkansas. I think uh, in your last uh, big address to him, I think you made the kind of iron sharpens iron. <laughs> well, well, it's that's a scriptural reference that, uh, you know, I, and then I said, after iron sharpens iron, but what happens whenever you're doing the sharpening? Sparks are flying. Hey. <laughs> and, and they've made me a better governor, uh, and that's what iron does whenever it sharpens iron. And so uh, I'm sharper. I'm a better governor because of that relationship with the legislature. I'd like to think that they're better legislators as well. Absolutely, they are. Um one of the other real big things, transformation, you kind of mentioned it here. Um, for for you, kind of what was it like beforehand and, and kind of how is it different now having to deal with that? Because I know initially, and you, you've kind of made this in a lot of your cases to, you know, make this a thing, was if I spent an hour with all of my cabinet, I'm working overtime in a week, which leaves no room for basically anything else. So, you know, kind of what was the the working like, the, the flow, uh, and just even – you know, handling government before and after transformation? Well, we went from 42 departments that reported directly to me, and that's where you get, if I gave them an hour Mm -hmm. uh, apiece once a week, then my my work week is shot. Uh, We went from 42 down to 15. And so uh, it's been a tremendous benefit to me as a manager, as a leader, uh, to have 15 key 
individuals, that secretaries that will manage their departments. A good illustration of how it works in my first term when we didn't have transformation, you had the school for the deaf and the blind. Right. They were a direct report to me. And I obviously couldn't give them the level of attention. I'm very committed to them, but I, yeah. I couldn't pay enough attention to what's happening there. So under transformation, they're a part of the Department of Education. And so my cabinet secretary paid a lot of attention to them. The result is that we were able to get some real improvements in their facilities yeah. there, uh, be more responsive to their needs. And that could be mirrored across state government that uh, it's a, it was a good management tool. You provide services better. You become more efficient. And the result is that, uh, you know, we have 3,000 fewer people working in state government now than when I got elected governor. Part of that is just being more efficient. Part of it is the work of transformation and utilizing technology uh, to deliver services. Uh, but it's been a very successful, both in terms of management, delivery of services, efficiency, and saving money. And I guess, too, kind of in that technology realm, you know, have you seen it improve government? I Kind of going back to even COVID, you know, the whole world really had to get on board with technology in some form or fashion. But but even with that in mind and, and kind of the computer science angle, too. But, you know, how, did, how does that play a role kind of going forward? And how did that sort of even help with transformation? Well, I could not have been as successful or I could not have managed through uh, the pandemic without the transformation and having uh, strong leaders in each of those uh, cabinet positions. So it was very, very beneficial. You know, looking to the future, uh, uh, I, I believe that, uh, you know, it will continue. Uh, I think because it works well and, and the public expects that kind of, of uh, managerial control, but also efficiency in state government. So I think the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it works. And so I hope because it does work that it will continue. All right. So we're, we're getting moved out. Um, what has that process been like? And, and how tough has it been to actually just get all your stuff and get it going. Because obviously once you, you start kind of, like you said, you start looking through things, you start reminiscing, you know, what should have maybe taken an hour ends up taking like three and a half. And you have to kind of reel the first lady in because I feel like she reminisces a lot. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, she's got uh, she's got more responsibility than I do in terms of the move. And so there's a little bit of stress there. But let me just emphasize uh, uh, that this has been the biggest blessing of my public life, and the biggest honor to serve as governor. And sure, it's a, a change is part of life. And so there's a lot of uh, nostalgia, a lot of reward, a lot of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, wishing I could continue in some ways. Yeah. So there's mixed feelings about it. But, uh, you know, I think our Constitution is wise for governor to have uh, two four-year terms. I think uh, a fresh look at things is healthy. Excited about uh, uh, Governor-elect uh, Sanders taking office next week. And so I'm good with all of it, but that doesn't change the fact that uh, uh, there's parts I will miss. And uh, and the big part is the, is the relationship that I've built with people across the state yeah. that, uh, you know, it's been special to me that will 
go with me for my uh, lifetime. And so I look for, excited about the future, looking forward to it. Arkansas continue to be a big part of it, of my life. And uh, uh, you've got to uh, you've got to have that view that uh, we've been blessed to have this opportunity, but there's new opportunities ahead. All right. So new opportunities. What what are we thinking here? Well, as we draw to a close, Ooh, Jay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I I want uh, I'm very proud of the staff that I have and the incredible job that. Uh, Shailen uh, Sowers has done as my communications director that you've been uh, working uh, diligently for the last year plus and uh, very proud of my team and uh, uh, wish them the best opportunity and in, in the future. In terms of myself, I've mentioned it already. There's nothing changed about it, but uh, I will be in Iowa next week oh. uh, sort of, and then I'll be following up a number of times there and in some of the early states like New Hampshire. So uh, stay tuned. You know, it's it, it has to develop uh, very thoughtfully, and you first concentrate on your message and the ideas that you believe are important for the country, and then you make the decision based upon the response to that as to what the next steps are. So he's not just going to ride off into the sunset. Stay tuned. Now... What's going to ride off into the sunset is Fast Break with Asa. I know. Both the ah. podcast, but also, I believe it's tomorrow, Jay, that we're playing basketball. We are. And this will be uh, the final time uh, that uh, the same group will be getting together. Uh, we've been getting together for eight years as governor. Uh, and I want you to know the Fast Break is faster. Uh, I'm trying to keep up. Uh, but no, it's it's been fun to to play and uh, get exercise with uh, such a great group. I think I impressed you a little bit. Now the last time that I was able to play, now my shot was just was off. It was off that day, you know. But I was a, I was I, I felt I was a pretty solid facilitator. You were a gamer. You were a gamer every step of the way. No, no, I, I can't believe you hadn't been out there earlier, Jay. Uh, I know, you're, yeah. you're good. You're. Uh, I could give the critique like, uh, uh, you know, Coach Musselman gave me. Yeah. Uh, you know, good defensive play. You got uh, good verticality. Uh, you uh, are you set screens well, and you're a good ball handler. Uh, and so we're going to stay positive. All right. See, white man can jump. Um, well, so we got one more time here. Uh, but are you going to keep balling even after this? Or you got to find a new group? Or how, how are we going to do this? Well, I'm one of my resolutions this year uh, is to keep up my exercise. Yeah, and so I'm getting more exercise now than I did eight years ago when I became wow. Governor. So I've been more diligent in it, uh, and I want to continue that this year. It's very important to me. It's very important for my health. And uh, so whether it's basketball or whether it's tennis uh, or uh, or whether it's just getting out there and uh, lifting weights. Uh, hey. I'm, I'm going to be uh, doing what I can to stay healthy. And uh, and also, you just feel better about life, and uh, it starts my day off well. Right on. Well, boss, uh, we certainly do appreciate it. Uh, we're, we're glad that we, we kind of talked you into this. We had, we had to convince him to, to do the podcast thing here, and I know deep down he just deals with me, and that's okay because everybody in the office just kind of does here. But, boss, it's, it's been a fun ride. Um, you know, I hope, uh, just for me personally, you know, having been on the news side covering a lot of your administration, uh, I hope you look back on it and, uh, 
realize that you, you did a lot of good. And uh, I think the state is better off than, than what you, you started with, for sure. Well, thank you, Jay. It's been an honor to work with you. And uh, with that, uh, signing off. Signing off. For the last time. Hey, One last you. time. But make sure you go back. You get on the YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe. You can catch all the old episodes and all that kind of good stuff here. Uh, but for the boss, for the rest of the gang here, I'm Jay Burr. We will not see you next time, but we'll definitely keep tabs on the boss here. Stay tuned.